Hey everybody, it's Miranda. Today is episode 11, and it's also the season one wrap-up. I have some thoughts to share with you, my lovely listeners, today. So let's get started and have a chat. Hello, and welcome to Truth and Consequences, a podcast about trauma and its aftermath, where we talk about the difficult and often surprising challenges that affect us in the wake of trauma and other life-altering events. I'm your host, Miranda Pacchiana. I'm a writer and personal coach with a master's in social work and the creator of the website and online platform, The Second Wound. So... It's been a little over four months since I started the podcast, and at the time of this recording, it has had 1,781 downloads, which I'm feeling pretty great about. Thank you to every person who took the time to listen. I really appreciate you. I'm humbled that you give me your time and attention. I really am. The truth is that I really didn't know what I was doing when I started out. You might have been able to notice that. I had no prior broadcasting experience, except for a few voiceovers I did as a kid that came about through nepotism, but that's a whole side story. Um, So with my husband Adam's technical help and bolstered by his confidence in me, I really just winged it. I was very nervous in that first couple of interviews. Of course, it really helped that my guests, David and Steve, were trusted friends. And also, I had a pretty strong focus on what my overall message was and what I wanted to say, which I'm going to touch on a little bit more in a minute. So fortunately, my comfort level increased pretty quickly. And though I still always have some anxiety about doing a good job and honoring my guests and my audience to the best of my ability, I think I'm getting better at it and I'm definitely getting more comfortable. It's actually a lot of fun. It's also a lot of work, a lot more work than I anticipated, um, but that's okay. One thing I realized around mid-December was that I'm getting to the point where I need a little bit of a break. It's been an intense experience, and um, especially the post-production end of things just takes far longer than I anticipated. So there's just no way around the time and effort that has to go into every episode, and they come up fast every time. I'm not complaining, just kind of, you know, laying out the facts. Um, So because I don't want the quality of my work and the intention of the podcast to suffer, I'm taking a little time, four to six weeks maximum, to rest and remind myself of the purpose of the podcast and think think about ways to keep making it better. That's why I think it's important to go back and reflect on the purpose of creating the podcast with you guys right now. So I wanted to create a space for myself and my listeners to better understand the traumatic events we've been through, how we can best navigate their ongoing effects. As David Wheeler said in episode two, the person who can get from birth to a peaceful death without experiencing significant trauma in their lives is the rare exception. And that's very true. I think it's so important to face the fact that our painful life experiences affect us, whether we deal with them head on or not. So we might as well deal with them. Um, And sometimes it takes until we're in a place and a time in our lives when we're ready and able to do so. Obviously, our own denial often protects us from the pain until we're at that point. But if we take care of ourselves and even incrementally improve our environment, we may become ready to do the work of getting better and becoming more authentically ourselves. 
let's face it, it's a lifelong process. It's like peeling an onion. Each layer brings tears, but we get closer to what's inside. And that's not a perfect metaphor because what's inside an onion is really just more onion. (laughs) But anyway, um, so the point of the podcast and the Second Wound platform I started three and a half years ago is to show the value of facing the truth, both the good and the bad that life has brought us. And the goal from that is to live authentically, to discover ourselves, embrace and act from our true selves. And by the way, we will inevitably get pushback when we're being authentic. But by the same token, other people's reactions to us have less power to hurt us when we're in a place where we're solid about who we really are. I think our relationships also become more real, especially as we take the risk of getting closer to our loved ones and perhaps opening our hearts to more people who earn and deserve our trust. I think that as we move through this process, the world actually becomes less scary and our anxieties naturally begin to lessen. That's certainly been the case for me. We also build emotional muscle when we do the work. Think about it. Who are the strongest people you know? My guess is it's those who've been through trials and overcome life's gauntlets and emerge stronger, even if part of them is always damaged. I mean, we all have damage, but we grow and evolve as we heal from it. It's hard work, to be sure. And through the podcast, it's been really exciting for me and an honor to bring you these stories of my brave guests who are actively doing that hard work. So on that note, let's talk about our season one guests and reflect a little on what they each taught us. It all started with my good friend David Wheeler, father of Ben, who was killed at Sandy Hook Elementary School. David talked with us about so many aspects of grief, including a focus on the sudden tragic type of public death and tragedy that David and Francine and their family went through. I think that the feedback I got most about David's episode was that he introduced a crucial concept that when people you care about are in acute pain, we need to be careful not to respond in a way that is really about us. It's such an important reminder of, again, why we need to address our own pain so that it doesn't leak out onto places and people where it doesn't belong. So that when we do have a loved one or a friend or even an acquaintance in grief, that we are able to respond to them in a way that that helps them in that moment, or at least shows that we care. Um, next came Steve Martin. That was episode three, Safe Spaces. And Steve, just to refresh your memory, devotes his career to helping others um, through helping survivors of child trafficking and helping to fight the whole horrible epidemic. What stuck with me from that episode was Steve's mentions of nonlinear healing and how as survivors of sexual abuse and other trauma, that, that that trauma never really leaves you, but that we can get better. And it's important to realize that setbacks and going two steps forward and one step back and having scars, are, it's normal and it's okay. And not to be discouraged by that. This is something that the following guest, Erica Dydzik, learned too, I believe. She began bravely writing her story to help others who are feeling the consequences of trauma. 
Erica demonstrated so beautifully that facing our truth takes time and courage and it hurts, but it's always worth it. And like I implied earlier, we have no real choice. We deal with the pain either way. Episode five was the anonymous letter writer silenced. That episode got a lot of downloads and it was so moving to read her words. She was so courageous and she told her own personal story of what we call the second wound. She showed us in tragic detail some of the deepest pain points that the second wound carries and also how to live well and in your truth despite abuse and despite the family rejection that so often comes with it. Episode six was Emanuela Israel. In a more detailed way, Emanuela's story is also an example of understanding our own wounds and what needs to be healed inside ourselves. Like Erica, Emanuela told us exactly how she said about making a good life after trauma. She showed us that it's never over, but an honest life is the best kind of life. These are the ways we begin to address and even end intergenerational trauma. Emanuela's story also gave us an inspiring example of a protective, devoted mom, even as her mom was unable to give to herself what she wanted and wants for all of her children. And moving to episode seven, Jamie Cyrus had a similar kind of incredibly protective mom. Wow, he told such a sad but also beautiful story that I don't hear very much. He told his mom about the sexual abuse he was dealing with as an adolescent while it was still happening. And he showed us in that story what it looks like to be believed, to be taken care of and protected. And then after this experience, when he was an adult, he went on to create a place where he can continually offer this same gift to others to help them be heard by telling their stories through his organization. I just love Jamie's story. And I got to say, we're Facebook friends now and I get a big kick out of how funny he is. He has such a sharp wit and always makes me giggle. And I love the clever banter with his wife, Pinky. Hi, quick interjection from Miranda about a year later in June 2021. Episode eight used to be an interview that I had given on another podcast several years before. I did take that episode down recently as I'm doing an overhaul of the podcast and re-editing some old episodes as needed. I might replace the episode, but that is yet to be determined. So it's just a blank spot in the lineup for now. Episode nine was Catherine Robb. I was so excited to get Catherine on the show because she has serious chops as an attorney with a counseling degree. She's a survivor of sexual abuse and she's such a fierce advocate for other survivors. She works to prevent sexual abuse and hold abusers accountable through legislation. Despite her youth, I kind of feel like Catherine is like the protective parent or big sister that I and many of us never had. She's just such a great example of a productive, positive way to create healing by helping herself and others at the same time. Nicole Potter was episode 10. And oh, that was such a hard, sad story. Nicole talked about her grief from the sudden and tragic loss of her best friend, Kimberly, who was by far the greatest source of support in her life. She called her her soulmate. It's still recent, but uh, her loss is still recent, but we see how Nicole is putting one foot in front of the other. 
which can take so much more strength than I think people might realize in the wake of deep grief. And she's moving toward becoming a mental health professional, which is something that her friend Kimberly also had planned to do. And she's honoring her friendship by adopting adopting the kind of outlooks Kimberly shared with her, like seeing the bigger picture, finding empathy for others, even when it's really hard. And Nicole works on her creative outlet through her podcast, The Nomadic Traveler. It was a reminder to me about how grief for a loved one who's died is really a love that continues and needs to find a place for expression. So let's talk about what's coming in season two. It's about six weeks off maximum, like I said. And in the meantime, I'm going to be setting up and conducting interviews, as well as building the new Truth and Consequences website, which I'm really excited about. So stay tuned for that. I can tell you that one special guest will be my good friend, Francine Wheeler, mother of Ben and married to David Wheeler, my first interview. Francine is a brilliant and beautiful person inside and out. She's a talented singer and actress. She's a voice teacher for kids. She's a really strong woman, and I know she's going to bring a lot to this show. Francine wrote a trauma-informed interactive program called The Isle of Scoo, which she brings to audiences of kids. It has adorable puppet characters, amazing original songs, and it's designed to help children understand and process their emotions. It's really important work that she does in her beloved Ben's name. It also happens to be a perfect subject for the Truth and Consequences podcast. So is the original play Francine has written about her life after Sandy Hook. It isn't out yet, but I had the pleasure of seeing it in its initial form, and it's It's really beautiful and unique and profoundly moving. So we will talk about all of that. So now I want to shift a little bit and tell you guys what I've learned and gained and felt so far making this podcast. I'm discovering that opening up taboo topics, talking about the destructive nature of secrets and the value of our shared pain, giving a platform to all kinds of stories It makes a difference and it truly touches people. I know this because of the kind feedback I've gotten in person, but more because I get emails and messages almost every day from people who share their stories with me. On a personal level, I feel like I've gotten greater acceptance and been embraced and respected for being authentic and honest. I gotta say, oh, I'm getting choked up a little bit. Honestly, after a lifetime of being shut down by family and rejected for speaking my truth, it was a surprisingly exhilarating moment when I told my story in the first episode because I got to control my narrative for the first time ever. There are people who've only heard my family members' versions of who I am and how I've behaved and why, but when I got to tell my story, it felt so good And it was even better when I got the kind and empathic responses that I received. I'm really humbled by the great response to the podcast. I'm grateful for the acceptance that I've received after telling my story so publicly. And I'm eager to keep exploring the ways that we navigate the aftermath of trauma. But for now, I need to take a little rest. So in the meantime, I wanted to share with you guys my podcast recommendations I love to listen to podcasts. I have a whole bunch, but these are some of my very faves that I think will appeal to this audience. 
The first one is Terrible Thanks for Asking with Nora McInerney. I've been listening to her from the beginning, and she is so compassionate. She has a really interesting story herself, and she's also really funny. Next is Real Crime Profile, which is a departure from the last one I just recommended. Um, It's hosted by two criminal profilers, as well as the casting director for Criminal Minds. And they profile the minds of criminals in um, real crime stories that are in the news or in other podcasts. And it's quite fascinating. What I find really valuable about it is that Laura Richards, the British uh, crime profiler, co-host. She's an expert in coercive control, which is something that I think we as a general public all need to understand a whole lot better. And it involves the way that domestic violence cases work. Um, And it doesn't even necessarily involve actual violence, but it's the ways that usually men control women and take away their freedom and their power in really destructive ways that oftentimes law enforcement and courts don't really understand and need to. The next is The Mysterious Mr. Epstein, which is probably the best of all the many podcasts that cover the Jeffrey Epstein case. It can be, you know, triggering. So be careful if that's not your cup of tea. But it does follow the case and explain it really well. Catch and Kill is the podcast hosted by Ronan Farrow that's kind of a sequel to his really fascinating book, which I read recently, Catch and Kill, in which he tells the story of how he investigated the Harvey Weinstein abuse and sexual assault and sexual harassment case. And as he was following that, NBC, who was his boss, shut him down wouldn't allow him to come out with the story basically because Harvey Weinstein was putting his finger on the scale, which is not how the press is supposed to behave, and how he ended up taking it to the New Yorker. And it's really kind of harrowing and fascinating behind the scenes story. And you will really appreciate Ronan Farrow. I saw him as a hero, and as I read it, it was interesting how he's really humble. He kind of puts himself down and tells you about all his quirks and and faults, which I like him for. And finally, my last recommendation is the Flagpole Radio Cafe podcast, which is hosted by my friend Martin Blanco. The Flagpole Radio Cafe is an incredible show that we are so lucky to have here in Newtown. It's really fashioned after the old... Prairie Home Companion show that was on NPR forever, hosted by Garrison Keillor, who's not in my good graces anymore based on his Me Too behavior. However, I digress. So it's a humble little hometown podcast, but as David and I talked about in his interview, Newtown is kind of a little hidden gem of incredibly talented people who just live quietly and share their talents with the town and off in the world. And because of that, there's so much talent that goes into this show musically and skit-wise and the acting and the writing. So if you want to hear some of the original music, some of the incredible guests that we attract to the town through this show, um, I would recommend that to you. You can find that on all your major podcast outlets like the rest of them. And that about wraps things up, you guys. 
I do want to tell you that I have recently created new Truth and Consequences social media pages for Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And like I said before, we are making a website for the show. So know that I am definitely coming back and we're hoping to just get bigger and better. So if you could share the word with your friends and rate and review it, I would be very grateful. It really does make a big difference. Um, Another great way to support us, we now have a donate button on both the Second Wound and the Truth and Consequences Facebook pages. And um, you can also feel free to write and tell me your suggestions for guests and general ideas for topics, etc. at Miranda at SecondWound.com. Original music for the Truth and Consequences podcast is composed and performed by my talented and wonderful friend, David Boyle. Thank you to all my guests who gave so generously to be a part of the show in season one. And as always, thank you, Adam, so much, because I literally could not have done this without you. I'll be back soon. And in the meantime, buy some cool stuff through the podcast. Catch you later.